this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Can you be a whole happy ass bitch and still want a partner? Yes, obviously. Sex work versus sex trafficking, doulas for everybody, and how to apologize for old shit. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. What's up? Nothing. How are you, Jay? I'm good. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather. But other than that, I'm okay. Just trying to stay uh, drinking a lot of food. I always found that, that expression shit. interesting. Why? Because how do you feel over the weather? I'm always over the weather, especially <laughs> in New York. Anyway, welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. Yes. Love those. Love all right, those. Love all right, those. all right, all right. What you been up to? Nothing. What you been up to? <laughs> birthday girl. Hey, I had a really good birthday. That's great. I had a good birthday and then I've been fighting sickness. But it's been good. Okay. It hasn't it hasn't turned into full blown anything. So I've been like just well enough to move about. Okay. And nothing more. So all right. So your immune system is fighting the good fight. Yes. Okay. That's what it's doing. Yes. That's what it's doing. That I heard good. you had a successful wig washing situation. Oh, I did. Yes. I did. Okay. So I soaked my wig in, because it's a synthetic hair wig, so I soaked it in fabric softener mm. shampoo, and it brought me back to life. Like a lot of the old residue and nice. stuff was gone, and the wig was fluffy again. I like it. wasn't stiff and all of that shit. I'm going to try so. that. This is an impromptu yeah. moment in black hair. I'm going to try <laughs> that shit. If you would like to follow along with the conversation being had on this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media spaces. We will retweet that shit. We will mm-hmm. talk back to you. We will yeah. share it. All that good stuff. Also, you can use the now listening hashtag, which is hashtag pod in. That's P-O-D-I-N. And then other folks who are listening Two podcasts via podcast in color or whatever will learn about our podcast. Yes, we love that. Yes. Do you want to tell the people what libations are? Yes, I would love to tell them what libations are. So libations are when Jay and I pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joy. Pour some for the homies and all of that good shit. Mm-hmm. Those are libations. Okay. Cool. What are your libations? This yes. Week? So I'm not cut you off because I was so excited to say my libation. <laughs> yes, libation. Let's get to it. So I want to pour libations for the latest episode of Marsha's Plates podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 58, navigating transness and siblings, featuring her brother. Should I say Rock? Featuring Diamond's brother. Yeah, Diamond's brother. Uh-huh. Um, Rock. I Rack? think. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Yes. But anyway, it's, it's spelled R A K. That episode was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I listened to that shit twice. Yep. It was, oh, it was a great episode. So basically, it's about Diamond. It's Diamond and her brother. Right. And they're basically talking about navigating trans life, but it's from the perspective of her brother now. Because mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of Diamond's perspective. On Marsha's Plate. On Marsha's Plate. Uh-huh. And we get a lot of Z's perspective. And we get a lot of Mia's um, perspective. Mm-hmm. But. I guess hearing like a cis experience and transness, even though like his cisness wasn't the center, but it was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was me seeing someone's life, someone else's lens. Okay. 
but Diamond's life, which was like amazing. But then it was like just hearing about their life, these even outside of the trans experience mm. and all of the things that they have endured um, within this relationship of being siblings and then kind of being like parent child. Um, yeah, it, it was just Diamond, it was just a really really good fucking episode. Right, Diamond's mother has battled addiction mm-hmm. um, for I think most of their lives. Yeah, so she ended up having to take care of her brother, and this is also. Diamond is a black trans woman, so just navigating all of that because yeah. she was also coming of age mm-hmm. as she was taking, taking care, care of her, her brother. brother. So it's just a really amazing, it is amazing storytelling. And I think the comfort with which something about hearing, listening to people who love each other and care about each other tell stories and be willing to share their stories. Yeah. There's an intimacy there. There's a comfort level there that, and Diamond is an amazing storyteller and knows how to create content yeah, and get really the does. best out of out whoever of she's talking yeah. to. So it was, it was, it was really um, spectacular. And I think I thank them for sharing this story mm-hmm. with us and with everyone else. And what you said about like it was like an outsider's perspective, yeah. like like her brother was living it um with her to an extent but it was was like you know the thoughts of like somebody who is i think he is maybe eight years younger than Uh her maybe seven 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 or eight eight years years younger younger. than her and just like his perspective and experiencing life with her as a cis straight black man yeah you know what i mean it was it was was really really interesting and it's honestly it's a part of it's an amazing story but it's a part of why i get so upset when large corporate backed podcasts call themselves the little podcast that could for anybody who listened back a few episodes back we were at a work it festival and another black podcast who is actually corporate sponsored and has a large name behind Mm -hmm. them um they described themselves as the little podcast that That could could. and it was upsetting to me because i know so many black women who are not corporate sponsored who are producing creating their own content with supplies and materials that they paid for themselves you know what i'm saying without without support outside of our listeners we're listener supported you know what i'm saying and Diamond Styles creating stories, creating content in her living room with her brother. That that's a little podcast that could. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Creating quality. And honestly, you can't get that kind of story, like that kind of that honest kind of just like living room kind of story, mm-hmm. I think, in those kind of huge kind of corporate spaces. It usually becomes mm-hmm. something else. So it was like there's a quality in that episode that I don't mm-hmm. think could be replicated in a in a bigger kind of corporate space because they're going right. to want to do all these other things. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I think that I think that sometimes like this American life does stuff like that, like you know, because they have different people telling stories and things like that. So I think that there is. So I see what you're saying. There is a uniqueness and something that's specific to being that close and being able to do your own thing. But this American life is about storytelling. So of course you're going to create something where storytelling is kind of like the main thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm talking about specifically this podcast that you're talking about. You're not going to do that, especially like you're not going to tell the story in that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that you usually, and I think this American life is good because they make sure they capture the stories in that way that makes you feel like you're sitting in the living room and just having a conversation. I don't think that that's something that a lot of 
like huge podcast corporations unless they're into actual storytelling and not right. like kind of like interview kind of like mm-hmm. whatever podcast mm-hmm. are going to capture it in that yeah, way i feel you don't say that you do what, you, what we do don't say you're a little podcast that could when you're fucking not because it, it's disrespectful to little podcasts who are like out here creating amazing content amazing. on our own so on good. our own but everybody please check out we we say this every week please check out marsha's plate black trans talk podcast um it's everywhere where your favorite podcasts are played and we'll put the link to that particular episode in the show notes once again it's it's marsha's plate episode 58 navigating transness and siblings so that was fucking dope i like that that. episode yeah yo i really enjoyed it that was amazing i have a libation for some other black podcast baddies Mm -hmm. in our brigade Mm -hmm. libations to sam and a stephanie Oh, that's Sam from Inner Hole Uprising and Stephanie from Bag, Bag Ladies. Ladies. We recorded our podcast back in my apartment. We we used to do the podcast in my apartment, so that's not new, but this is our first time. Well, this is our second time now, but last week was our first time doing it with like actual mm-hmm. podcasting equipment, equipment instead of like just sitting here talking into space and mm-hmm. hoping the computer would catch it. <laughs> um, so there were a few times when I had to text Sam and say, um, what are we doing? Right. And then we were like here in the middle of the night texting to Stephanie to see mm-hmm. if she was awake. So yeah, that was... <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to to have people that i know will answer yeah our text or our call or whatever and it's nice that they know what they're doing so yeah. that's helpful too yeah so because, because we're the little podcast that could exactly you know, you know, you know what i'm saying like there's no engineer in here no, no tech person down the hall anyway <laughs> no shade no shade to them though so thank you too and we have one more libation mm-hmm. so Libations to everyone who came to our live show. Hey. Um, we're recording. <laughs> we're recording before, so we can't get into the specifics of the live show. We're sure it was great. We're recording now from the past in the future. Okay, I know you like saying that. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yes, so thank you for everyone there is no who time. came out. Oh. Time is not real. Okay. Okay. So yeah, shout out to everyone who came out. We thank you. We thank you. We pull libations for you, and um. Yes, I'm sure we had a good time. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. we're going to release that episode in like the next week or so, so that if you were not at the live show, you get to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Do you want to tell the people what and why we need donations? Yes, definitely do. So we need donations to sustain this podcast, to keep this podcast going, and to continue the tradition of black women in storytelling. Hey. Yes. So that's why we need um your donations. There are two ways that you can donate. Two. <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> we say it's every week. Uh, I'm going to get used to it. Okay. Used to it. Again. Because we're recording in new places. It doesn't mm-hmm. Anyway. So, you can donate to this podcast by going to our website, twithqueenandj.com. And if you scroll down on our homepage, there's where we give you two options to donate. Our first option is our PayPal option. That is where you can come and donate however many times you want, put however much money you want to. There's no commitment there. Then our other option is our Patreon option. And that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. Um, we're only asking for $2 a month. $2! Um, you can give more or less. That is to your discretion. But $2 a month. And if you become a patron, we will. if you become a patron, we will pour libations for you on the show. 
Um, another way that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by sharing us, subscribing, leaving us reviews, telling your friend, tagging us in those posts that say, what podcast do you listen to? What are your All favorite podcasts? Yeah. Who are your favorite black oh, people in podcasting? Do, do you know any women podcast? in podcasts? Is anyone else listening to podcasts? What is a podcast? What is a podcast? Where can I find a podcast? What's the best podcast to listen to? Mm-hmm. Those. Mm-hmm. Tell us and else. So, yes, those are the ways that you can help sustain Tea with Queen and Jay. Podcast. <laughs> Help progress. <laughs> Tea with Queen and Jay. You're an idiot. Uh, I had to do it. Okay, so we have some donation libations this week. All right, let's get into it. Yes. We have um, new subscribers to our Patreon. Thank you so much, Philippe, uh, Selena, and I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but it's either Hosu or Josue. Or Jose, but it's J O S U E, and we thank you so much we for your donation you. and for subscribing to our Patreon. We appreciate you, mm-hmm. and all of these monies help us do the shit that we do. Yes, um, our live show and like even being that's here how we got this on these mic. Yeah, yeah, that's how we're sitting here mm-hmm. in my apartment. Yep. And in terms of PayPal's, we mm-hmm. didn't get any PayPal's this week, but, but libations to everybody who hit my cash app for my dope. birthday. That's Thank dope. you so much. That was super helpful, which is great because a few nights ago, I accidentally gave a black drag queen a whole $20 instead of giving her a dollar. I had already given her some money and I was like, oh, here's another song. Here's another dollar. Nope. Gave her a whole 20. That happened like, to me. Once. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. Cause this is a black drag queen. So she can have my coins, but also I personally needed those coins to yeah. eat, but you know, it's okay. So yes, once. it helps. Really? I gave a little boy, he did a really horrible Michael Jackson impersonation on the train. Mm. Horrible. And you rewarded horrible. that. And I was just going to give him a dollar cause mm. he's a little young black boy. And I gave him a 10. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if you also boosted his I'm sure I self-esteem did. and he really thought he was doing it. I don't ride that train often, so mm-hmm. I never saw that boy again. Mm. But um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the people that he still does that for. Right. Bad. Okay. You ready to get into the show? Yeah, let's get into the show. So, Jay. Here. Kind of tea you drinking? I'm drinking green tea. Okay. And I oversweetened it because I was angry while I was talking, but it's delicious. You know how you just be doing something? No. Oh. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be doing something and I get anxious or angry and I overdo it. Like when I choke out my Tim's by accident because I'm anxious and I just tie the shoelaces too tightly. (laughs) That's a clear indication that I'm anxious and I need to calm down, take a breath, untie them. Count to ten and retie. And three, two, go about one. my day. Yep. One, two, go. three. That's it. <laughs> what the heck? That's it. But anyway. It's bothering me. Okay. But it's delish. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking green tea that mm-hmm. you oversweetened as well. Sorry. Because you're an anxious ass bitch. I was upset. We were talking about Doesn't something. Doesn't care about my sugar levels. It caught me off guard. And I was like, oh no, I overdid this. <laughs> I'd be really tense. She's like, agave. I'm working. You're going to be agave now, bitch. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Forgive me. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. And I'm affirming that I will be self-employed, financially abundant, 
without trauma mm. for the 2020. Ow. Ow. I'm going to wish you financial abundance without trauma for the 2019. Yes. I'm going to wish that for you now. I like it, though. I like it. I like my plan. I like your plan, too. I'm not trying to fuck with your plans. You are. You just changed it. I didn't say you had to be self-employed. I said I wish that you are abundantly healthy and wealthy in 2019. You did. You did. You yeah. be looking out. I didn't change your employment you be plans. Looking out. Um, so, Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? I affirm, as always, that I am not a lady. I affirm that I'm healthy. I affirm that I am financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that my apartment is organized. I'm working on that as we speak. I affirm that I am enough. And I affirm that I think I'm going to have a partner soonish. Okay, I'm going to say, don't say that other word you wrote there. Oh, all right. I put a word there that was like a doubtful word. Yes. All right, I won't say it. Because you know what it is? I think that as a grown-ass woman and like a single black woman who is... Uh, for anybody who doesn't know me, I am kind of notoriously single. Mm-hmm. I think that... Notorious. <laughs> Sorry, I <had> <laughs> no, I like it. It's cool. It's cool. It's, cool. it's true. <laughs> I think that um, sometimes I get uncomfortable. And I think as as black women, I think sometimes... I think sometimes at a certain age, we are told like that we shouldn't say that we want to be in a relationship, that Mm -hmm. we shouldn't say that we want a partner kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because it's read by a lot of people as like needy and like not self-sufficient or like, like I never feel like when I've been on dates with men who feel comfortable saying that they want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have the freedom as a black woman on a date, on a a date with a man to Mm -hmm. say that, oh yeah, you know, I'm looking for a relationship or I'd like to be in a relationship or whatever. I feel like that gets interpreted with the levels of intensity that it shouldn't. Like it's your desperate. Right, right, right. But the flip side of that is because men want women a lot of a lot of men want women to come off as needy mm-hmm. when i don't say that when I, when they people ask what i'm looking for and i'm like oh you know i'm open to everything i'm down to be in a relationship i'm down to meet new people i'm because that's really what my story is i'm open to everything i would like to be in a relationship but i would also if i'm on a date and i meet a nice person and they just become a new friend or we have a good time or whatever i'm open to that shit too men interpret that this has happened to me also men interpret me saying that i'm open to life as i don't want a relationship you know what i'm saying they're so so fucking fucking dumb yo they're so so fucking dumb because yeah i get that a lot too like i'm not i'm not i'm mostly not ever single like i'm not usually in traditional relationships Mm -hmm. either but i'm never really like just 100 percent single for the most part there's always somebody around Mm -hmm. but i generally approach things in that way too when i meet people like Mm -hmm. you know whatever happened happens yeah and it's because i don't say a definitive i want a boyfriend Mm -hmm. or i want a girlfriend or whatever that it's like oh well i thought you you good aren't you good i thought you was good yeah i'm gonna be good it's like if you don't if i don't it's like men require uh and we're we're talking from a a very um 
heteronormative, I would say, perspective right now yeah. because we're talking about the trash that is men within yeah. these relationships mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately the ways in which they need and utilize power in relationships mm-hmm. because if I don't if I don't come off and present a certain level of vulnerability and not even the term vulnerability because I think I'm it's okay to be vulnerable but if I don't seem needy then men there are lots of men who take that as oh well then she doesn't there's no need for me to be around because I need to be needed. It's not yeah, enough. It's not enough that I be wanted. I, I need to be needed. Yeah. You know, and that shit is whack. It's mad whack. I've I experienced that a lot too, and it's as if because I am capable of, I guess, existing, taking care, existing, yep. taking care of myself, fulfilling myself, and making myself happy, happy yep. that. They think there's no need for them. Yes. And it's like, no, I'm just a whole ass person. Yes. This is a whole ass bitch mm-hmm, right here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. just what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel you on yeah, that. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I'm hesitant, even though, yes, I would like a partner. I get hesitant sometimes to say that out loud because when I say it out loud that I would like a partner, it's interpreted. Unfortunately, I'm not, as a black woman of my age, I'm not always in, seen as a whole ass bitch. I'm a whole ass bitch, whether I have a partner or not. Or not I'm yeah. having a great time. Mm-hmm. Life is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I would also like a partner. That would be nice. Yeah. That'd, that'd be cute. That'd she be cool. She had a partner. She didn't you say know? she wanted to complete herself. You know, like right. there's a huge Because check it out. A bitch is done. A bitch is ready she's, made. She's whole. I'm a whole ass bitch, yo. Oh, come I'm on. I'm a whole ass bitch. <sighs> anyway that's our affirmations annoying very annoying so we were on the grapevine tv again this week again that was fun thank you so much to the grapevine for having us again Mm -hmm. we appreciate you i think this is our last episode for a few weeks yeah um so thanks to everybody everyone who watched that and we will let you know when we will be on again because we had a really good time Uh but for anybody who doesn't know what the grapevine is it is a youtube um, panel discussion series featuring black millennials and generation z folks covering topics that relate to black folks just for anybody who doesn't watch it or who has no idea i know we said it last week but i didn't even think that there are people who don't know what what the fuck that is yeah um so that's what that is and i think one of my favorite things about the series is that they travel yeah and so we get to see com they did a whole series in um the uk yeah yeah i think they're scheduled to go to johannesburg soon so that should be exciting but i like the i like the diasporatical conversations and young black folks watching other young black folks overseas talking about about the same issues right or or different issues or whatever in different ways so Mm -hmm. i think that 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 shit right there that's important work it is really important so i love that shit so anyway so this week we were on a panel discussing white terrorism and um the potential the either rise in white terrorism or the ways and the ways in which the media deals with that tells shit. The story. Yeah, the rise the story. in which the media tells these stories mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? How was your experience? Well, once again, the person whom I called Mr. Windbreaker last episode, <laughs> he now had on a card again. <laughs> Was just saying things that I. His name is Jimmy. Uh-huh. I'm just, you know, what's up, I, I Jimmy? Just like making fun of his um, outerwear. Okay. Yeah, it was just. 
it was he said things that just had me really confused sometimes. Right. Um, I just couldn't imagine these things coming out of a black person's mouth. Mm. So I was really confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like nothing he said like hurt my feelings. I just was actually really confused because mm-hmm. I, everyone knows who listens to this podcast. I grew up in a very black bubble. Um, yeah, my yeah. interaction to a lot of black thoughts outside of mine, even when they do challenge my thoughts, they're usually not as close to whiteness yeah. as that. So for me, it was just like, whose man is this? Right, right. Who's the fuck? Who's responsible for this? Who did this? Mm-hmm. How are you from Flatbush? You were goddamn lie. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? How did this happen? Right. Who did this to you? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, well, he does. If you if you go back and um, watch the episode about the midterm elections, he does kind of explain who did it to him and how it happened. Jimmy is a black Republican, so he goes into that on that episode. <gasps> he may have discussed it before. I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. That's either. the first episode where I, I saw him but, um, talk about it. But for the most uh, for the most part, for this panel, a lot of us were kind of on the same page, mm-hmm. except for him. Right. Um, I don't know. It was very strange, but it was mm-hmm. interesting. It was an interesting episode. Yeah, it was an interesting episode. I can I wish I enjoyed the dialogue. I wish that we had gotten a little bit more into the dynamics of white privilege. Yeah, because we talked about white privilege, but I think what we didn't get to was I think there's this assumption that um, white privilege is your money, is that you have access to more money and uh, like tangible shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. When a lot of what protects white terrorists and the dynamics of like what the the dynamics of white privilege and why they also include poor white folks is because your barriers to barriers to success are lower yeah because off bat you're white there's that's a that's a barrier being a person of color is a barrier that you do not have to overcome before doing things so jimmy was saying stuff like you know white folks are told that they're supposed to be rich they're supposed to achieve all these things and da 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 and not every white man is doing that and it creates a sense of inadequacy and all that shit and they're told they have this privilege because number one you do because Mm -hmm. you're not overcoming this barrier of uh, blackness or being a person of any color, you know what I'm saying, which is often a barrier to success, to access, and all yeah. that shit. But then the other piece of this, which Jimmy was saying, but wasn't, he was saying it, but he didn't know he was saying it and it wasn't being articulated, was that this feeling of like they deserve. Yeah. White folks feel like they deserve everything. Not even deserve, like they're entitled. Like, they're entitled to everything. They deserve everything. And if you are a person of color, somewhere and they are not there and you're somewhere that is of beneficial whether it be somewhere making money whether it be in college somewhere it is assumed as a person of color that you are taking a white person's spot yeah because they deserve to be there and you have taken something that belongs to them it's that feeling of entitlement that feeling of whiteness that feel that privilege that you don't have to be a wealthy white person to have that privilege that's just that's just whiteness Mm -hmm. just that feel so i kind of wish that we had gotten a little bit more in depth um with that but overall i thought it was a good conversation Mm -hmm. and i'm glad we had it and thanks again for inviting us we'll put the link to that in the show notes i'm still i'm confused yo somebody make a gif please of um queen's confused face (laughs) on that show because in that moment when he was talking about the part where you said you think he was 
he didn't articulate it right, but he was talking about the privilege and like they feel that they yeah. deserve or whatever. Um, I said, I think I said to him like, but they still have more than me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but but he's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. Right. And because I'm like, but the, like what? What yeah, the? What the because fuck? Because not everyone understands. Are you talking what about? people think more? Especially even if I am rich black, especially still white. Right. If you if you buy into capitalism hardcore and you think that all you have to do in this country is pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever, when he says no, they don't. It's that feeling of no, they don't have. It, it, I can't. I can't see what it could be besides money. You know what I'm saying? That they don't have. You you understand what I'm saying? Like there is, they have a certain social capital based on their whiteness that the average black person in this same situation does not have. Yeah, that's which, it. Of course, which I know. I know that. I was confused because I have never heard a black. That's, like I think that I think if a white person was sitting right. across to me saying this shit, I would get the foolery. I wouldn't be so confused about those words mm-hmm. coming out of that mouth. Nah, the I've fact heard... that it was I, I don't be around yeah. white people as much as you. Yeah. The fact that that came out of the black motherfucker's mouth, mm-hmm. and I'm not around as many young black professionals as you. Right. So the fact that that came out of his mouth was just like, wait, mm-hmm. are you fucking? When he said, this? when he said he heard from white people, he learned from white from he's heard this from white guys um that he went to university with. In my head, I was like, you're not the only nigga who went to university. There's a lot of people I've in heard, here who's been to university. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard white folks say this, okay? And I knew that it came from a place of privilege and foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So it was interesting. And I think that there are people who will watch it and maybe interpret it differently than how Queen and I interpreted it. But take a look for yourself. It's an interesting episode. He's wearing a white cardigan. The cardigan was cute. It was yeah, a step up. Yeah, that was better, than, was his, that was the better than his windbreaker. The windbreaker made us uncomfortable. Go with but that. Um, that was for his introduction. Yeah. So, she well, gonna introduce herself as a white Republican. You wear a windbreaker. A black Republican. Oh, forgot now we're now we're on here i forgot <laughs> my bad anyway nah, I saw love. like we said not really right no but jimmy's he was super nice he's super nice no, to he's us, a nice person like, off camera and all but that he's stuff. not saying violent shit true this is so he sounds facts. like a white man he sounds like facts. a liberal he's actually a liberal a liberal what because he's I'm a nice confused. person He's a nice mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And then he says racist shit. Sounds oh, like a he's liberal. a white liberal. Yeah. Oh, I, f- I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, let's move on from that. Yeah. Like I said, we'll leave the link to that episode in the show notes. Please check it out and let us know what you think. Yes, yes, and yes. You have something that you wanted to talk about. Yes. Yeah, so um, I wanted to update everyone. We did. We spoke about this case a few episodes ago, actually on episode 97. Just about 100 episodes ago. You yeah, know, no. just a few. Yeah. Just a few. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to update everyone on the case of Centoya Brown. Centoya Brown um, was a 16-year-old girl who was physically and sexually abused by a pimp named Cutthroat, Mm -hmm. um, that many call Cut for short, who brandished guns at her and forced her into prostitution, which I would like to go further and say that is sex trafficking because she is uh, underage. Um, There's no way that you can consent to prostitution or any kind of sex work if you are underage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's essentially rape and sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. She was picked up by a man by the name of Johnny Allen, who was a 43-year-old real estate agent, and he took her to her house. She was supposed to, I guess, you know, do what she, I don't know, do the, the stuff. And 
he she felt threatened by him because he showed her his gun collection um and then he also grabbed her forcefully like her genitalia forcefully as she describes it and then he went to reach under the bed suddenly um and she was scared and she took a gun out her bag and she shot him and he died um so she was charged with this at the age of 16 in 2004 um as we said on episode 97 that they were trying to appeal this case because obviously once she wasn't tried as a child she was tried as an adult Mm -hmm. and then if you think about the um sexual abuse to prison pipeline that a lot of black girls go through Mm -hmm. like this is a child being trafficked like why aren't all these other things all these other factors into her life and why she ended up in this position like why aren't these things being factored into her story into all this yeah they're they're treated a lot of young black women and women of color are treated as consenting sex workers yeah when they're when they're children right when they're underage and it's not taken into account how they have been manipulated oftentimes into sex work or forced into sex work or about how much the system has failed them or maybe it hasn't because the system doesn't want us to thrive and has allowed for these kind of underground economies to have to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So no one thinks about these things or thinks about her life and how it led into that way. They just, just see that, according to the prosecutor, she was trying to rob this man. That's what the prosecution says, but it was self-defense, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so her appeal was denied. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he Johnny Allen was just an innocent forty-three-year-old uh, man, white man, man who was trying to have sex with an underage, a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That's all. He's just trying to rape a young girl. You know, no big deal. So yeah. So this case, even though this case is like fifteen years old, um, it came became popular again because of social media. Because you know we be in these tweets and you know trying to say black women's names all the time, and then it made it so that. It got on like a national level again, like Kim Kardashian talked about it, LeBron James, Rihanna, like so it became something that became front page nudes for a period of time. But her appeal was still denied, so she will have to she won't be released until she serves fifty one years. Mm-hmm. Um and she's already been in prison for about fifteen. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how that works, but it's just like does that mean fifty one more? Can that time that she's been is it time served? Serve, mm-hmm. you know, like all of this stuff. So that usually counts as time served. But yeah, who knows what? I don't know. It's just Tennessee, right? Like it's mandatory that you do. I think sixty years of your life sentence in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking because of the time she did, that's why it's fifty one. Right, 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 right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a mess. You know, mm-hmm. so that's I was looking for other i don't know like ways for you to like send her letters send her money i don't know but there's nothing set up for that yet because this came down now that we're recording we came down about three days ago so i don't think any of that has been set up or anything like that yet but if anything like that does come up if you're a listener who knows of those things let us know so we can like heighten that or something there's also a documentary we mentioned it um when we first talked about it on episode 97 we mentioned it there's a documentary on her on uh, on youtube that talks more about this story and there's interviews with her so that you can get a better feel for what actually happened if you search centoya brown on youtube you should find it but i'll put again i'll put we'll put her name 
in the show notes along with our episode 97 where we covered it and all that information is there if you go to the ep- the show notes for episode 97 all that stuff all the centoya brown information is in the show notes there and uh, we'll keep an eye on this and see if anything pops up in terms of like ways to support her and um any future yeah I guess, developments in that case seriously i kept seeing on twitter headlines i don't know if it's the headlines of the articles but you know like how you tweet what the articles want to say or something mm-hmm. like that and there was one i can't remember the publication right now off the top of my head i believe it was cnn but don't quote me mm-hmm. um but it was one of those kinds of like big ones and they called her a prostitute mm. and it's like and they called her a woman Right. And when this happened, she was she was 16. She was 16, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no way that you are a sex worker at six, you know? Like yeah. it's just like That's the uh, that's the other reason why That's rape. Um, yeah, that's rape number 1. She's underage, but also that's another reason why the term the the language that we use important that we um change the language mm-hmm. uh, because people tend to separate themselves so much when you call someone a prostitute or a yeah anything mm-hmm. you know what i mean and when we talk when we use language like sex work it acknowledges like this is a form of work this is a yes. human person yes. who is doing work who is providing a service mm-hmm. and they're not this, this this thing that we've decided is That's, disposable yeah. and that you can do anything to a prostitute mm-hmm. fuck prostitutes yeah. they're they're prostitutes exactly. who cares, who cares? um yep. and so sex workers it brings i think a, a higher level of awareness mm-hmm. to the fact that this is a human person who is doing work, work. within the sex industry. industry yeah so it's important that we do that but also as a 16 year old girl you can't even consent to doing that type of work yeah. you know what i mean so it's not unintentional when this type of language is used in the media especially when you think about the ways in which people of color are codified as criminal Mm -hmm. and so when you call someone a a woman right that implies that they're grown and could make um sound decisions sound decisions right and fully understand consequence and shit Mm -hmm. like that which we were listening i was listening to one of our um homie podcasts and we're talking about how you don't even understand consequence fully until you're like 25 because your frontal lobe or some shit in your brain hasn't fully developed for women for minutes 27 right 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 lord lord for minutes 27 wow but woman is 25 so yeah yeah. we be knowing Exactly. So, <laughs> right. So when you think about somebody who's 16, who's so far away from being uh, 25 or being all the way out of their adolescence and yeah. shit like that, mm-hmm. like, again, this is rape and this is not, it's not someone who can fully consent to performing sex work. Yeah. You know? So that was like disheartening to see. Yikes. Um, people present the story in that way. And we know why that happens mm-hmm. and we know why black girls, black teenagers are treated in that way um, because we're not supposed to care Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to care about these people and it's supposed to um, we're not supposed to feel things Mm -hmm. when we talk about black children black young people treated in that way you know so that 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 really like got to me and like got on my nerves because it was like no and of course I appreciate the people on Twitter yelling at them like nah that's like there's a girl Mm -hmm. And the term is sex work, and she can't be a sex worker because yeah. she's 16. Like, what the fuck? And I think it's also to take away the fact that she is also a victim mm-hmm. 
in this story. Yeah. You know, but she has to be a murderer for this story. Mm -hmm. So why would you even say that or present it in that way? Mm -hmm. Really annoying. Mm. But um, yes. Well, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money? Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm -hmm. We have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm -hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. Let's do something light. Let's pay a black woman. Yes. Let's, yes. Let's do that. All right. Give me your fucking money! Can you tell the people what pay black women is? Pay black women. Damn. Is where we highlight black women and indigenous women who are it's either a business that needs money, an organization that is black women or indigenous women led that needs money, or a black woman or indigenous woman, like the individual mm -hmm. who just needs money from something. That's right. Um, yeah, it so don't have to be all that serious. It you doesn't. could just like need money for a computer or mm -hmm. some shit that you can't fund yourself. Yep. And um, we highlight that there. That's right. And you can always send us recommendations for pay black women. Send your recommendations for, again, black women and also indigenous women to our email at twithqueenandj at gmail. Dot com. Dot com. All right. So this week's Pay Black Women is Sequoia Kemp. Sequoia is a certified doula and owner of Doula for a Queen, which is based in Syracuse, New York. For anybody who doesn't know what a doula is, I guess the... Um, I'm sure they're different from a midwife, but I guess in layman terms, like for me, who's somebody who's basic and doesn't know things, I would call yeah, them I'm perhaps like a midwife. I'm pretty basic as well. Yeah. I'm sure you do more than that. but Yeah, I'm sure you do pro probably something different than what a midwife does, but mm -hmm. there's somebody who can assist in the birthing process. Yeah. There are people who have doulas and midwives. There are people who have uh, doulas and doctors. Uh -huh. Um, it's all different ways to get it, but a doula often helps you and it's somebody like within your community who can help you through your, um, birthing process through yeah. your, from pregnancy, Pre postnatal. right? There you go. Mm -hmm. So she is based in Syracuse, New York. She's a black feminist birth worker and she's currently raising money so that women who can't afford a doula and doula services can 
have one. That's right. Um, She does a lot of work in Syracuse with refugee black women and other local black women of the community to help them birth safely and be supported. Some of her services include, I know that she has, so that's pre and postnatal. So like before you give birth, so she's helping you kind of like just deal with being pregnant. Um, prepping you for that. And then, like, even after you have the child, like, um, I heard one story where the person did have the child, but they were, like, kind of spent for the day. Mm -hmm. So she came to the woman's house and, like, cooked dinner and got shit ready for Mm her. Um, So I didn't know that was, like, the scope of, like, a doula. I was just thinking of, like, giving birth and, like, the prenatal stuff and Mm -hmm. before the child is even here. But I didn't even think about, like, the child is here and you're still, like, a woman who might be experiencing postpartum depression or new motherhood or just fucking life. Now you have to take care of this other life and you're, like, kind of, like, stressed out about it. Mm -hmm. And then there's a partner, someone who could come who can, like, help you, like, you know, don't don't even worry about it. I'll cook dinner or I'll do this or I'll do that. Um, So I didn't even know it went that far, but that's Mm -hmm. fucking... Dope. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I think that a lot of the ways that like um, we've retained a lot of community and we build community and shit like that as black people, as black women, as black femmes. But because a lot of us have to exist in this white patriarchal capitalistic society, we're working in ways that separate us from yeah. one another. Mm-hmm. We're working hours that are not conducive to supporting one another, yeah. or supporting our families. We have had to move far away from each other to accomplish things and shit. Or even how this, how we're talking about refugee women. Like yeah. how many of them have had to leave their support systems Word. in and search that, of uh, a quote unquote yeah. better way of life and whatnot. So it's important that we have systems like this mm-hmm. that kind of reintroduce like that support system Word. amongst one another and i know that there are doulas who are um, not necessarily black women but yeah. it is nice to have black women helping and supporting other black women it's nice to see us taking care of one another yeah it is and so this is really cool that she is seeking donations so that she can provide these services for women who need it for free yeah so you can check out um doula for queen on instagram that's at doula and that's d-o-u-l-a the number for a queen on instagram and you can send donations to her cash app at uh and we'll, we'll put the link to this in the show notes but it's uh dollar sign doula for queen she is also on paypal at paypal.me backslash sequoia k and that's s-e-q-u-o-i-a-k and um there's also a link to a gofundme that we will put information for that in the show notes as well yeah. personally i think that she I was gets gonna say yeah she gets more, more money if you do the cash app right um gofundme definitely takes a cut but you can do whatever you're most comfortable with um i'll probably donate to her cash app mm-hmm. that's probably maybe we could do that yeah as a show yeah. or some shit but we'll we'll figure that out um yeah so shout out libations to sequoia kemp and pay motherfucking black women yo pay us Damn. you ready to get into news that's not news yes let's get into news that is not news and it's an it's another good story oh good yeah. hey that other story was heavy okay yeah i know that's why we're you know all right we produce a good show we so do. we know we know not to just you're right you know. you're right we does this in a world where don lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect don lemon queen and jay bring you news that's not news 
news that should be news, but it ain't news, because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So news that's not news is when we cover stories that are either not being covered in the media or we cover them in ways that perhaps the media has not already covered them. We cover them through our black womanist race nerd lens. Um, And what do we have this week? So this week, um, Black Lives Matter flipped houses for low-income families. Oh, where? So um, Black Lives Matter in Louisville has begun flipping vacant properties to address the shortage of affordable housing in West Philip- um, West Louisville. So, I think they say Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found this article in like a weekly kind of Louisville paper. And the group has already purchased at least six vacant homes and plans to renovate them for low-income or homeless families. The Black Lives Matter Louisville lead organizer, Chanel Helm, um, this is a quote from the article, the goals are just to house people. There's just way too many vacant and abandoned properties in West Louisville alone that we can house all of these people. So... I like it because it's just some community ass shit. Right. Like you kind of just walk the neighborhood and it's like, look at all these empty houses, mm-hmm. less raised money, body shit, flip these shits and right. like provide them for people. Like that's like, mm-hmm. that's just fucking dope. Yeah. So there's no formal application process. And she, Helm says that she also doesn't discriminate. Like if you have a record or whatever, it, you still need housing. Like there's no like there's no reason for them to say no. They're also only donation based. They have not gotten any money from government grants or any kind of like foundation grants or anything like that. It's based most. It's all donation based. So. I couldn't find on a link, a direct link on that article for donations, but I did find a Facebook page and it has a blue check. So that means it's okay. the actual thing, just so to give official. you guys reassurance. Mm-hmm. There's a link there to go to donate for the to donate to these houses. There's a, two options on there, two. so you could do. <laughs> You could do a one-time. It's in one page, though. You could do a one-time donation, and you can click to do reoccurring to keep donating. I think either once a month or once a week or mm-hmm. something like that. So if you wanted to, there's an option there. They did have a Facebook donation drive. Mm-hmm. You know how you could do that donate stuff yeah. on Facebook. Um, and with that, they raise seven thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. No, mm-hmm. I'm I'm wrong. Seventy five thousand dollars. And what's Russia's cut? Um, who? Russia. <laughs> I was like, who's Russia? Facebook I don't know, huh? Okay. I don't know that trick. Okay. So, yeah. So, we put the Facebook page in a, in a show note so you can kind of, I think you can go there to, like, check up on the progress and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's where you can get the updates of, like, what the what's going on with the houses yeah. and stuff like that. So, we'll have that link in the show note, too. So, there'll be the donation link and the Facebook link if you mm-hmm. want to, like, check them out that's dope one of my questions is how are they sustaining this that's also a question that i don't care about because it sounds like right now these are people who are homeless Mm -hmm. and don't have a place to live yeah so honestly and truly like if this gives people a place to live like even like for just three months i'm with it i fuck with it but donate to help sustain this shit yeah that's how you sustain it though right by donating Mm -hmm. and making this um if the money keeps flowing, then it's something that can be sustained. So right. that's like a community thing where you have to give money to sustain mm-hmm. these things. I like it. You know? All right. That's what's up. Yeah. Yep. So that's news. It's not news. Nice. <sighs> so, Jay. Yo. You ready for the pit? I am. Let's throw somebody in the pit. Let's throw a motherfucker in the pit. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open 
windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Queen. Yes. Do you want to tell the people what the pit is? So the pit is the opposite of libations. These mm-hmm. are these are the peaceful places and things that are trying to steal our black joy. That's right. They're trying to take it away. Trying to take our everything, bagels mm-hmm. and all of that shit. That. Oh, that took a turn. Okay. <laughs> He's not gonna not gonna live that down. Okay. Not gonna live that down. Okay. Um, but yes, that is the pit. All right. Um, cool. So things that are trying to steal our black ass black joy. Yes. What is stealing your black ass black joy? What are you throwing in the fucking pit? A few things. Okay. All right. So. It was my birthday, which I had a great birthday. Thanks, everybody, who sent me mad love. I appreciate y'all. That's that great. really helped to make it super special. So that's that's, that's cool. Yeah, listeners were in on the love. It was yeah, really dope. It was nice. I really liked seeing I was that. like, this is, this I is enjoy really seeing cool. That. I enjoy this, seeing that. This is cool, yo. I fucks with this. Please stop trying to play footsie with me You're under long. the table. Stop being fucking long. Why long are your legs, legs there? You know that Why they're long. Why are they fucking let me, there? Let me slide back. <laughs> I do not want to play footsie with you under my kitchen table. Why are they there? Anyway. And my foot is bare. Ugh. I have one. Keep your feet. You're the long yourself. one. All right. Okay. So we're done with that. We're off that. Anyway, um, so I got my nails done. I got a few things done or whatever. And someone along this journey of me pampering myself for my birthday, they asked me if I had kids, which is not a horrible question because, you know, you're having casual chitty chat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, no, I don't have kids or whatever. And they're like, oh, they either said, oh, you don't want kids or, oh, do you want kids? Whatever variation of the question is, don't ask people that shit. Okay? Maybe I have a miscarriage every year. Maybe I have a, an abortion every six months. You know what I'm saying? Don't it's ask legal. that shit. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Okay. Don't ask that shit, yo. Women. So don't uh, ask if you want to have. Don't, don't ask, ask a woman me. if she wants to have kids. I feel like unless like I'm already engaging with you in some way in that mm-hmm. kind of dialogue and that's like a follow-up question to some shit that we've been talking about, I think it's an inappropriate question yeah. because you don't know what my relationship is with childbirth and so many women have a really traumatic and difficult time yeah. um, with that and you don't know who you're talking to it's you such don't. an easy thing so many of us again have either had abortions have either had miscarriages some of us can't have kids yeah some of us um can have children physically but we can't afford kids and yes. that's its own sad story some of us had kids and had to give them up you don't know and i feel like it's such a loaded thing that 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 to me is not casual chit chat that's not small talk that's not you know what i'm saying that's like I'm sitting, relaxing with people I feel safe around, and I have initiated conversation yeah. about whether or not I want to have kids and how that whole thing is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That maybe that's lunch table talk still somewhere. What, I don't know. What lunch? Third Who's grade, these fourth grade, sixth grade. I don't know. We were not talking about that. But do not. Don't. I don't. I really think that it's it's it can be triggering for a lot of women to ask them if they want to have kids or not. You know what I'm saying? I just don't understand why that's anyone's business. I don't understand why you're in my fallopian tubes. I don't understand why you give a fuck about... I think that a lot of people take for granted... What I do yeah, with I, my I think, uterus. Yeah, I think a lot of people Did just... Did you ask me about my period? Uh, that's a pretty question. You know what I mean? Like, oh, That's, that's going to be a new answer. Well, my periods are actually <laughs> so terrible... <laughs> 
<laughs> that I don't want to do anything else with my vagina but bleed, <laughs> but bleed and fuck. All right. So leave me alone. So I'm gonna put that answer on the table. I'm gonna tell people, oh, I have an abortion every three months. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start saying that. And also every year I have a miscarriage. And I'm going to just say that. That's why my you answer. My but, abortion one is my answer. It's like, good. I like abortions. That's and they just, be, they just stop. Yeah. I think that, um, oh, I said that once because my brother brought it up randomly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. And like in front of people. I'm like, oh, no, I have an abortion. <laughs> All the time. I have I, yep. lots of abortions. Lots. But, um, but no, I honestly, I think that it comes from an innocent place for the most part. I think people don't realize how challenging um childbirth conceiving not conceiving making decisions surrounding that how challenging that can be for so many people and how traumatic that can be for so many people because i think that um for so long a lot of those conversations have been quiet conversations that we have amongst only our very very close you know friends or parents or whatever sometimes we don't even like talk about it you never know and so people, a lot of people assume that it's such an easy thing. Oh, you either, if you don't have them, you must not want them or, you know, or it's something simple mm-hmm. and life is mad complicated and it's dark and hell is hot. Don't fucking <laughs> ask me that oh, shit, yo. DMX because he never lied except for when he's lying. Okay. <laughs> DMX never lied. It's dark and hell is hot. And that's what life <sighs> is. Fuck a book. That's fuck a book, yo. <laughs> That's what life is. So do not ask me, my homegirls, or anyone else that I know if we want to have kids. Maybe we do. Maybe Unless you're trying to make a baby with me. That's my thing. Because, like, unless we are having sex unprotected, mm-hmm. why are we talking about right. if I want to have a kid? Yeah. I think people really do think it's just a light, casual conversation. Like, oh, so what are you doing? You're going back to school? You do da 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 You want to have a baby? People think it's real light. But there's so much trauma surrounding that for so many people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do not fucking ask me or any of us unless you're trying to, like, make a baby with me. Don't ask me, yo. What? And another thing. And another thing. Another motherfucking thing. So, yeah. So, Kevin Hart was tapped to host... Uh, next year's Oscars, yeah. which happened in March. Apparently, it's a gig that nobody really wants, which is weird. I don't know. I was reading that a lot. Oh, for real? Yeah, that was that. A, that's, it's just something that kept coming up. I don't know. Here's the other thing, because that's some shit I never heard. I don't know if that was being said in this article that I was reading because Kevin Hart was doing it or... Yeah, because now it's something no one wants. Yeah, that's weird. That's like, as far as I know, that's kind of like a, a big a big, a deal. big deal. And people, they get it and they like it. You usually, you know, if unless you're like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody who like does nothing in terms of like controversial, you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. to mainstream white folks, like you can end up in the hot seat for saying something, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. making white folks uncomfortable. But outside of that, like people usually, they want that check. They want that yeah, gig. They do. You know, I don't know. That's weird. Now that I said it out loud, that's like a weird, that's a weird thing. I don't know what I was reading. Anyway. You read a lot of things. I do read a lot of things and I read a lot of weird things. So Kevin Hart was tapped to do the Oscars. He was all excited to do that shit. Um, There was a little bit of promo bubbling. And then a media person, I, I don't know who the guy is, but. Mm-hmm. Some, I definitely don't Okay. Know this white guy, white guy on Twitter brought up a lot of 
Kevin Hart's old material yeah. and things that he had said that were homophobic. And I don't know if there were also tweets that he brought up. I thought they or... were tweets. Okay. Because I know that um, Kevin Hart, well, I don't know when he decided this, but I know mm-hmm. that he says he doesn't do gay jokes. Mm-hmm. And I forgot something else. He said it's that. Two kinds of jokes. Right. He, he said that recently. Um, but I think back in 2010, I think is when like a lot of this stuff, this mm-hmm. stuff is resurfacing from, um, he talked about not wanting to have a gay son. And then he talked about, I think in his stand up, some stuff that his son had did that, that he considered gay or whatever. Yeah. So lots of like homophobic stuff. And so this came up. So Kevin Hart is then told by the Oscars that, you know, come out, apologize for this stuff or else we're going to like take the gig away from you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, come out and apologize and it's all good. Kevin Hart makes a video and says, you know, this is what I was told by the Oscars. I'm not apologizing because I've already addressed this and people grow and change. And I don't know why people are focusing on old content old material it's already been addressed yada 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 dude dude here's the thing we're not your family we're not your loved ones if you have grown from being that person just apologize what is what is the harm of saying sorry again just apologize i don't know you i I don't know that you that exactly i thought that's what was a part of growth and garnering that you know what this is that's this is my past but every time i meet someone who doesn't even know that i said sorry about that i'm just gonna say sorry again why because i'm grown and i've grown and i know that i should just keep saying right because the bigger thing is not the annoyance and the irritation that you you have to apologize for things that you have said constantly. Yeah. That's to different people. Also, BT yeah. dub. That shouldn't be the annoyance. The, the the more important thing is that you have offended mar- a marginalized group of people. Yeah. That's whack, yo. Just apologize. Just, it's no it's no harm in apologizing again. I was unaware that he had addressed these things before or I was unaware, I was unaware of any of that. Also. I knew that he had said homophobic stuff. I knew that, that that was years ago. And I honestly, I can't say I forgot about it. Like when I came, when it came back up, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But it was long enough ago to where when he had first said it, I wasn't on the Kevin Hart train. You know what I'm saying? And I know that that's not something that's like a recurring thing that comes up now. And it was such a common hateful thing to to say say that he didn't at the time. It wasn't like, oh, wow, he's really being more homophobic than anybody else. Exactly. But the fact remains that they were it was homophobic shit that he was saying. It was inappropriate. It was not cool. Just apologize again. It shouldn't hurt you. It costs nothing. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's not about you in this instance. This is about how your words affect people right. and what this can mean. Like, what the fuck? And then it's like, I just don't get how, why it was hard to apologize, like, for a job. You know, like, we mm. lie all the time for jobs. We mm. pretend to apologize. You know, like, there's yeah. so much that we do. And maybe that's, maybe for him, that's what he felt was a hard part. Maybe that's why he felt he's standing up for himself because he's not adhering to what this job the oscar job told him Mm -hmm. to do but it's like this is this is i don't know i just feel like this is a stupid hill to die on like i just i don't i don't i don't get it Mm -hmm. i don't understand sometimes i feel like it's about accountability 
you have to be held accountable for the shit. Mm-hmm. So like, even though you said sorry before, every time it come up, you have to be held accountable yeah, for what you did. That is exactly every single time you were actually yes. wrong. You did actually. So you do have that to shit. be held accountable yes. for that shit yes. every time yes. it comes up. Yes. You are held accountable and you stand by your bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's just is what it is. Right. Like you on some some real fuckboy. Like yo, babe. Like like we been we did this already. Yeah. Like nah. Like I'm gonna bring it up. Every fucking Mm -hmm. time. Mm Because, no, it's a fucking problem. Like, Mm -hmm. just being an adult, if you actually grow, you will understand your accountability and how you have to attack have to be attached to that every time this shit comes up Mm -hmm. every fucking time yeah and really if you if you truly understand like why it wasn't okay to say all that shit you could you could use this as an opportunity to reaffirm your commitment yeah to equality to not being a fucking bigot bigot Bigot. to not marginalizing people to not being oppressive because you put that you put that shit in the air you used your platform to spread homophobia right Mm mm-hmm that shit lingers. Yeah. So even if you apologize, like I said, I didn't I didn't know that he had apologized for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? That shit lingers. So like apologize. The other thing about this, I feel like a lot of black folks still associate the LGBTQIA community with, with whiteness. whiteness yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the face because this is something I think that um white supremacist patriarchal capitalism does i think that because we know that there is um racism within the lgbtqia community right um plus community and oftentimes white gay men are the ones who have been traditionally centered within that community like the face of right yes 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 and so i feel like a lot of times for um, straight black folks when they think about the lgbtqia community i feel like they are often thinking of white folks or white men in particular yeah. and there's this feeling of oh well i'm not apologizing because i hurt some white man's feelings yeah. to, to an extent i feel like mm-hmm. there are certain people who feel like that and they neglect the intersectionality within that space and that you are also dismissing mad black folks who fuck with you and your work. You know what I'm saying? Like when you apologize, that apology is not exclusively for white men, white, white, white gay men or whatever your pink washed vision of what, what what queerness is. Let go of that shit. Let go of that shit. And especially, especially because of all of the, um, you mentioned some of the stuff. We were talking about this earlier. You were talking about some of the uh, black men who have come out to defend him on oh, social media. So D.L. Hughley's like going crazy mm-hmm. um, to defend him and talking mm-hmm. about jokes and talking about how we can't just joke anymore and everyone's too sensitive and like all of this stuff. It just lets me know how much people don't understand what homophobia is. I think yeah. that because they f- say that these people have a right to live, that mm-hmm. they think that they are not homophobic and that they do not contribute to homophobic or trans any queerphobic. Mm-hmm. They don't think they contribute to that culture because they're like, I don't. I think they should live. I don't mm-hmm. think they should not exist. You know, yeah. because you know, blah 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 blah. And they think they're not adding to the culture of that, and they are. Like you mm-hmm. defending um, him, not apologizing and taking it as a stance 
for something where it's actually he's not doing shit. He's mm-hmm. literally not doing anything. He's actually being oppressive. And for you to like think that something revolutionary is happening mm-hmm. is like fucking stupid. Then we have fucking Nick Cannon, um, the newest Hope Tap. He just found out he was, you know, black a few years ago, mm-hmm. searching for old tweets. So he brought up old tweets from Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. and they all look alike to me. Amy Schumer's the one with the black hair? Uh, Oh, no. I know who you're talking about. Silverman. Yes. 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 I forgot her first name, but her. Yep. Yeah. So he brings- Sarah. Sarah Silverman. So he brings up these- Three white women. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Three white women. So he brings up their tweets where they're saying like gay jokes, homophobic kind of like language or whatever Mm -hmm. from years ago and basically to say, so are we going to cancel them? First of all, first of all, here's the gag, first bro. Of all, here's the gag. First of all, here's the gag. None of us fuck with him, but black you don't women know don't that. Fuck with, you don't with know them. that because you don't listen to black exactly. women. And if you listen to black women, you will know that bringing up those tweets them. don't mean nothing because we been stop fucking with them bitches. Yes, yes. Been stop fucking with the bitches. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we stop fucking with the bitches and we cancel them bitches, it's just black men who are like, ah, wait a minute, guys, yeah, relax, you don't, you don't do relax, guys. No, These know, women, they're funny. They're comedians. They don't. I personally support them. They actually gave me an opportunity when nobody else would fuck with me. Black women sometimes you just do too much. Oh my god, so Mm -hmm. angry. Why don't you smell? Like we mm-hmm. been not fucking with them bitches, but y'all don't listen to us, yep. and that's why you don't know. So bringing yep. up them old crusty ass tweets ain't wasn't doing shit, mm-hmm. Nick. Except Cannon. for making you look crusty. Again. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then it made me think further, like, why did he pull up these white women? Why didn't he look for white men? Right. Because you don't really want to you still trying to You still trying to secure your bag. That's right. And not fuck up your you shit. Really you don't want to shake the table too much. Mm-hmm. But you just want to tilt it a yep. little bit. Like, you, yep. you're corny for that. Mm-hmm. You're fucking corny. Mm-hmm. Bring up. I don't know white people's names, but bring up. Yep. I do know white people's names, but I can't think of them right mm-hmm. now. But bring up. I one don't of know. Them. One, one of, them. of them. Bring up Adam Sandler tweets. I don't fucking ask. Right. The only name I came to my mind. Bring up one of those shits. Yeah. But you're not going to do that mm-hmm. shit because you're not really going to shake the table. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to fucking hold people accountable. Yeah. You're not really going to do that but shit. That's you ain't the, about that life. And that's the other reason I feel like why he brought up brought these white women that we don't even fuck we with don't to fuck the table is because in a lot of black folks' eyes, LGBTQIA shit is white shit. Yeah. And they totally dismiss members of our family and yeah. our communities who are also a part of the LGBTQIA community. Yeah. And, and as black folks are most likely even more offended by the shit that you as a member of our black community say, say. about us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So when you as a black comedian is spewing, spewing that homophobic shit, you, because your audience, we know that, yes, you have an international audience that includes white folks or whatever, but Kevin Hart, black people was fucking with you before anybody else. Yeah. So when you we were spewing, made you. we made you. We made Why you. Why would we play you? Like, when you were spewing that homophobic shit, it was black folks who were consuming that. It was spreading and propagating the homophobia that already exists within our own communities, even though we know that it exists elsewhere. Yeah. You we're spreading and promoting and uplifting and highlighting that shit within our own communities and hurting us the most. Yeah. So when we talk about needing these apologies, it is not exclusive to, to the pink washed image of 
uh the lgbtqia community that is just white folks mm-hmm. that's not that's no. not what that is At like all. we are we are and I'm, I'm speaking again i'm not a queer person but i'm speaking as as the we that is black people mm-hmm. like that they are part of our community yeah you know what i'm saying um yeah so i want i want that i want that shit to stop somebody i don't know who this person is because it's a random twitter person but they're going to twi- they're mm-hmm. going to pit too mm-hmm. they brought up an old ass clip of bernie mac on who's been dead for like Keys a decade of comedy where yeah. he was he had a joke talking about his son being gay and how he wouldn't want that or mm-hmm. not his son the the remember he took care of his sister yeah children? it was like his yeah. nephew yeah um yeah his nephew i don't know if i can think of the word and well see bernie mac did it right this motherfucker's been dead. Like, how are you bringing people back from the dead? He's been dead for like a decade. He's, and it's no telling what what was happening around that conversation. We didn't have social media. We didn't have Twitter right. for us to have these conversations together. Say, you hey, think, you think cool. black queer people weren't saying, like, that's not cool. Yeah. That's fucked up yeah. um, amongst themselves. Just because your basic ass didn't mm-hmm. hear it doesn't mean it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, like, and again, Bernie Mac is no longer with us. Who knows what 2018, 2019 Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac what be. his role would yeah. be in the conversation. He might be one to apologize yeah. several times. Who knows? Who or not. Knows? Or maybe he'd be a whole tip ass nigga I just like y'all. Know, Who knows? What I do know is that this is not a war on black men and black comedians. Right. Just, that's that's what this is not. Yeah. Just, just a reminder, there are black men who are gay oh my god who are bi are you serious who are trans really yes wow yes they're a part of that community that you're offending straight men what yeah i thought that's it mm-hmm. no we, but this they is come in different ways not a war on black men in entertainment yeah. that is not what this is mm-hmm. at the fuck all mm-hmm. be held accountable for the shit you did yeah. and that's the fuck it mm-hmm. or not and you don't have a job right right i mean and we know you don't need this like we know that you got the money but it's really for me it's not about that you know if you have grown just apologize if you have grown like really be grown yeah but that's hard for him. apologize yo if somebody in a community who i have offended in the past if somebody pulls up an old tweet of mine and says yo jay what is this yo this is not this is not fresh it's not I ha- it don't matter that I apologize to Queen or I apologize to whoever was a part of the group that I was offending. If somebody new discovers that shit and is hurt by it or confused by it, I have to own up to my words yep. and I have to account for that conversation. Yep. I have to explain myself. I have to apologize. It- what is the harm in saying, yeah, I'm not even that person anymore. That was absolutely wrong. It was homophobic. It was transphobic. It was fatphobic. It was whatever it was. And that's not who I'm who I am anymore. Oh, I'm wow. sorry that you had to see that. Wow, Jay, you did not explode when you did that. Yeah, it did. Still hurt. alive, your heart is still beating. Here I am. Still moisturized. You're right. Wow. Stay moisturized. So Affoliance. So there's that. Fuck that. Another per- per- thing, person I wanted to throw into the pit. Something we forgot earlier when we were talking about um our grapevine experience on the last episode. Somebody in the Instagram comments under the grapevines um um YouTube page in those comments. No, you no, said Instagram. This comment. is on yeah, this is on their Instagram comment. Okay, so somebody in and I try not to pay these any mind, but I just kind of wanted to bring to you everybody's do. attention what you try not to pay them any mind. You always notice comments. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I definitely noticed them, but I, I don't, I don't want to be like on here highlighting negative shit. Oh. But I do want to kind of just like 
for people who are not black women, yeah. I want them to know the type of stuff that we deal with, mm-hmm. right? So, again, like we said, we were on Grapevine. It's a YouTube series. This is not, like, national, you know, broadcast television. Oh, gosh. We are not A-list celebrities of any kind. We are not, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to say, none of that stuff matters. We are not on fucking Miss America pageant. Right, right. That's not where we're at. Somebody in the comments says... I authentically fell in love with this YouTube series. However, I wish some of the cast would talk with smiles because it feeds into that angry black woman stereotype that we're trying to get away from. So this is a black male, a black and, man who said this. Yeah. Um, we mm. we are on that series. We the, the two episodes we did, we were on that series talking about white supremacy. Okay. Why the fuck am I smiling? Why would we be sitting there smiling? And who am I smiling for? And who am I trying to prove? If you know it's a stereotype, then why are you telling me to smile? Why are you yeah, street well, harassing me through Instagram comments? I don't get how I'm supposed to, how we're responsible for breaking a stereotype. Right. By smiling on a YouTube series. No. I don't understand. I'm not doing it. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not doing it. Don't watch. And why do you still think that black people operate? This show is about blackness. We're black mm-hmm. people having these black ass conversations amongst right. our black ass selves. Mm-hmm. Why are we thinking or giving a fuck about how we, how look we look in front of white people? Right. We're not, no. We're not fighting each other. No. We're not wrestling. We're not being physical. Even we're if we were, at each none other. of this is for white people, though. Right. The show is a black ass show where right. black people are talking, talking. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. No one cares about this show. I mean, about this shit. No one. Right. This show was not created for for white people to look at us. Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Why are we caring about that? Why it, are you caring about that in the space? Shut the fuck up. You go over there and smile. Like, are you serious? <laughs> the fuck and more specifically to to your point like what you're saying is that it's not for white gays g-a-z-e so while we know that like white folks and other folks are watching the series it's not for them so you can watch something that's not for you it's not we're not creating this stuff to present a certain image to white White folks fuck that's whack and that's washed don't don't be that guy so anyway this person was dragged in the comments thankfully but i just wanted to highlight like how toxic people can be um towards black women Mm -hmm. so within this comment you're acknowledging that the angry black woman shit is a stereotype and yet you're asking me to change myself to adhere to like the the prison that is the stereotype the box the stereotype and then it's like there's men on the show who are not smiling either Mm -hmm. why is it a requirement for me to smile why why do i need to make you feel comfortable mr crusty Mm -hmm. like I don't understand. Ashy. The fuck? <laughs> like, That's are you fucking serious? Yeah. Fucking. He lives in a basement of mom's house. Okay. Um, no shade to nice guys who live in their mom's basement. But um, but that was Ashy. That was Ashy. Yeah. I think we did a show. We did, we did. So I wanted to remind everyone that the deadline to apply for healthcare in the marketplace for twenty nineteen is December fifteenth, which is this upcoming Saturday, I believe. Apply for that shit. If you can afford it to do it, do it. Um, Trump has dropped the advertising for that 90% for a reason. Mm-hmm. So where we have this show where people listen. So I just wanted to make sure that we just remind you if you wanted yeah. to apply for healthcare through the marketplace. 
to do that shit and you have until the 15th of december to do it yep is there a general link we can put in the show notes for that healthcare.gov okay sweet yeah all right so we did a motherfucking show we did thanks to everybody who listened thanks to everybody who came out to our live show this week um remember that girl who did the thing i'm lying because we are recording before that was my joke yeah so we don't really know what had happened but we know it was awesome and we know that we appreciate everybody who came and everybody who retweeted and shared that we were doing a live show even if you weren't able to come through we we really we appreciate all of you and we appreciate michaela angela davis for coming through oh my god so all that good shit be sure to follow us on all the social meds we are at t with queen and j on facebook and tumblr which will no longer be able to post porn um Damn, we via our t with queen just and when j we was going to post tumblr. titty pics yeah oh, that's wow. a wrap that's there a wrap for the poom poom too bad um also we are at t with qj on twitter and instagram we are teawithqueenandj.com for all things Tea with Queen and J. And you can send us your email at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, rate, subscribe, follow us on all the places where yes, you listen to this podcast. Be sure do. to rate us on iTunes, five-star ratings only. They help other people find the podcast and they help us to potentially get like featured and like fucking like whatever the fuck noteworthy podcasts and shit that helps um we know that we create great content and we just need people to know about that shit and uh what else you got anything else um if you wanted to speak at your school um oh, that's right university university mm-hmm. um let us know hit us in our email and let's you know try to get that started that's right your school love to do that. your yes. after school programs your fucking wherever place that has a budget Holler at the kids and we will come through Yep, and we will talk to you, your staff, whoever. Mm -hmm. Talk to those people about anything that you've heard us talk about that you want us to talk about. All that good stuff. Women is race nerd shit. Yeah. We're down for it. Specialize in that. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. Hashtags. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag pay black women. Listen to black women. Mm -hmm. Hire black women. Hashtag maybe he doesn't hit you. Hashtag... Stop killing trans women. Yep. Trans lives matter. Um, why I stayed. You okay, sis? Disability you- too white. Spoonie chat. Um, hashtag T with QJ and a whole uprising. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag sexually liberated woman. I think we did everything. Yeah. yeah. Black Panther so lit. Never forget. <laughs> This podcast was created, hosted, produced by, by a girl named Naima and a black girl named Janice. Are you yeah. just a girl and I'm a black girl? I'm just a girl. Okay. <laughs> a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janice. That's right. With editorial support by Sam Riddell. Peace. Bye. So I want you to understand, like, this is another lesson about hip hop. You understand me? Huh? This is where your daddy comes from. Peep this, peep this, peep this. You know I'm proud to be black, y'all, and that's a fact, y'all. And if you try to take a smile, I'll take it back, y'all. It's like that. Listen, party people, it's a serious song. It's right, not wrong. I should stay right on. I gotta tell you something that you all should know. It's not a mystery, it's history, and here has it go. Now, Terry and Tottenham.